Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Well, it is the Coastal Chinook Opener. Marine Area 3 or 4 lifted the lid today, and uh, let's. there's nothing better than a live report, right? Especially when it's a stick like Mike Serdick. Mike of Ray Marine Electronics, how you doing, buddy? Morning, man. Top of the morning, guys. We're doing great. What is going on out there? What are you seeing? Oh, man, I can't tell you how nice it is to have cut plugs and whole herring back in the water. We're... Uh, <laughs> We're making our first couple of drifts right here at the at the Green Can at Wada Island outside of Tattoosh, and there's just all kinds of life. Pods of bait everywhere, marks on the bait. We've had had four hookups now, nothing nothing too big yet, and there's probably thirty or forty boats all fishing here that we've seen catching fish. It's been a been a fun start to the morning. You got to love that, man. I mean, you come out there on the opener and everybody's hooking up, and and you know you just got to kind of keep on kind of working through them because I know there's. A pretty good population of, 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 of blackmouth out there too, but obviously you guys are you guys are hunting the hogs, and that's why you're probably in tight on the beach spinning those big baits. Yeah, that's affirmative. We're, we've been uh, flirting between uh, 35 and about 50, 60 feet, coming over a, a bait ball right now that's got uh, four marks on it. So we're we're chasing chasing marks right now. Well, expectations are are super high for this for this Chinook opener. I, I mean, we've heard. Nothing but solid reports up and down the coast. You know, while you were up in Sitka with us, I mean, we were, we were finding some Chinook, and 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 we've heard great things from the south tip of, uh, of Vancouver Island. We're hearing guys encounter Chinook in, in bottom fish fisheries, and uh, certainly we've got a good push here in Puget Sound. So I know I know you guys are are, are definitely excited about the prospects of this season out in New Bay. Yeah, we're we're thrilled, guys. We're really happy to be back out here. It's 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 been uh it's been really nice to to get back into Nia Bay and and hanging with Boo and the guys at Big Salmon Resort there, and just being closer to the fishing grounds. There's a lot of camaraderie going on. Guys talking on the docks, and um, last couple of days we've we've ran offshore and, and got our halibut and lingcod and and been able to fill the coolers with uh, more white fish. Even though I've got lots of white fish from Sitka, we're getting more white fish. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been great. Weather's been fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Now, now, so earlier in the show, you know, we're, we were talking a little bit about etiquette, and, and you mentioned that you're, you got thirty, forty boats out there. And and what's your what's your reaction when you know you're you're trolling up on somebody and you see their boat go sideways and the net comes up? I mean, it's obvious they get they got a fish on. What 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 do you do in the Certic boat? Yeah, you know we're we're uh, we give a lot of common courtesy if somebody's hooked up and and they're trying to clear rods or, or play a fish, give them the right away. You know, if you were ever close enough to where you had somebody get tangled up or something, you do what you can so the guys can uh, can get on the fish and, and uh, do your best not to slice and dice and cut people off. You know, there's lots of real estate out here. And, and um, yeah, everybody we talked to this morning seems to be in pretty good spirits. So what's on the menu today, Mike? I know you guys are probably running big baits right now, um, probably not even running downriggers if, I imagine. Um, 
Are you guys yep. going to switch we it up and, and switch to some downrigger fishing, some spoons? What are you going to do? Yeah, we, uh, we've actually got two downriggers out right now. We've got a cup plug on one side and uh, a whole herring on the other side. Uh, and then we've got a, a rod out the middle that's got a six-ounce lead with a big cup plug on it right now. And we're just working over our, our, our spot here uh, close close to the water, and, and we're just going to keep working our way out with the with the big ebb tide today. We'll fish in between water and Tattoosh and fish all the cracks and pockets we like to fish, and then uh, ideally go through the slot there at Tattoosh and head south and go fish along the beach where we like to fish. We're talking Mike Surtick, Ray Marine Electronics. He's out there on that uh, Nia Bay opener, just cracked open today. Air Marine Areas 3 and 4 became fair game for Chinook out on the coast. And and Mike, what you've you've got a lot of you and your dad got a lot of experience out there. You got a place just just west of CQ, and and so when is the peak for you for the bigger Chinook? I mean, we are a little bit early to to see the real hogs come by Nia Bay. Is that a fair statement? And and if you had to peak a pick a ten day window, when would that be at Nia Bay? Yeah, you're right, Tom. Uh, a good fish right now is uh, twenty to twenty five pounds seems like that 4th of July weekend is when things really start lighting off around here. We're getting fish on the beach. Guys will run out to Swiftshire. Some of the offshore spots like the Prairie and Blue Dog will hold fish. Uh, but it really seems like the, the, the big fish, you'll get some of those Fraser fish and some of the bigger Puget Sound fish around that first week of August. seems to be kind of prime time for the 30-plus pound fish we've seen over the years. No question about it. And so in, in one of the one of the cool things that I've enjoyed this year is is looking at the, the evolution of, of Raymarine Electronics. We've got the new Lighthouse 4 operating system right now, which has really improved the quality of the sonar with regard to target separation. I mean, with, with, a, with a high chirp, we can see now really full Chinook inside bait balls and, and, and seeing targets that are that normally we couldn't pick up that were that were really really close to the bottom. So you know, and with that lighthouse four also comes uh, fish mapping from Sirius XM. We've got an, an, a further integration with regard to Sonar Charts Live and Navionics on that. So we're improving our charts every time we we go over a, a certain body of water, and and that that that's an amazing technology to me, Mike, because. I don't need to really lay tracks anymore, although I do at times, because you can see where the boat has been on your chart now because it's recorded that on the chart plotter, and you can see those improved depth contours on your unit. How, how useful are those, are those aspects to you on the water? Oh, big time, Tom. We, we talked about it yesterday. Just your sense of awareness uh, above water and below water is just so significant, uh, especially with this latest Lighthouse 4 software update you know the the arches that we're seeing in these bait balls are much more deliberate um same thing we were out on the halibut grounds running the the sonar charts live yesterday and just building our own charts in an area that doesn't doesn't have you know a whole lot of topography so it uh it's 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 really cool to see it all come together you know we um we, we, we were also using the relief shading feature, which gives a kind of an aerial overlay of the bottom uh, when we're out fishing, fishing the canyons and the drop-offs. It, it, it really, it really creates a, a, a pretty unique experience when you're when you're hunting for fish underwater. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, and I was I, I was blessed with the opportunity to run my gear for 35 days straight up up in Sitka, and even though I've run you know Raymarine for going on five years now, I, I still after a trip like that, I come away with some gems, some Definitely. pearls, and, yeah. and just 
it just makes you that much more comfortable with your gear. So, uh, so all right, buddy. Well, well, keep keep us keep us posted, and, and I hope you stick a big one today. Uh, keep in touch, and uh, you know, good luck, man. Yeah, good luck out there, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll be keeping in touch with you out today. The next picture is going to be a twenty-five pounder sitting on the deck of the boat. Like yeah, all right, buddy. Well, good luck to you. We'll talk to you soon. He's Mike Serdic, Ray Marine Electronics, joining us today live from New Bay. Go get him, Mikey. Yep, take care, guys. Bye, right, We'll talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here. The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, the Seattle Sports app. I'm all about keeping my family driving safe. Dad, pothole. Got it. So I insist we choose Les Schwab tires for safety services like brakes, steering, and alignment. Stuff those cheap tire centers don't offer. Because I want to backseat drive with confidence. Dad, speed check. Help maximize your mileage with a free safety check. Just swing by Les Schwab Tires, celebrating 70 years of doing the right thing. Applies to passenger cars, SUVs, and light trucks only. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Coastal Chinook action is officially kicked off with LaPush Marine Area 3 and Nia Bay Area 4. Open for salmon retention beginning this morning, June 18th. Both areas are scheduled to remain open until until September 30th or until quotas are met with species and size restrictions depending on the area. Expectations are exceptionally high this this season with increased Chinook forecast and increased harvest quota. More importantly, a more liberal coho quota, which will ensure that season has a good chance to run through Labor Day. Anglers have to wait another week for Iwako to open up on, on June 25th and Westport salmon are fair game on July 2nd. All reports from the southern end of Vancouver Island to the bottom fish fleet are reporting incidental Chinook caches, so get out to the coast and get those summer kings. With quota remaining in the recreational spot shrimp fishery, the state's shellfish managers have added an extra day to catch spot shrimp in several Puget Sound marine areas. Cool, wet weather led to lower-than-expected catch in the early part of the shrimping season, which means there are enough shrimp remaining in the quota to support some additional opportunities. Those additional opportunities include Marine Area 8-1, Saratoga Passage and Deception Pass, and 8-2, Port Susan, Port Gardner, and Everett will open for an additional day of recreational spot shrimp harvest on June 23, 2022 from 9 a.m. through 1 p.m. In all areas open for spot shrimp, the daily limit is 80 spot shrimp with a total daily weight of 10 pounds whole shrimp, all species combined. Starting this season, shrimpers who retain only spot shrimp may remove and discard the heads while on the water. Recreational crab opened July 1st in most Puget Sound. WDFW has announced Puget Sound summer crabbing season, which will get underway July 1st in many marine areas. Crabbing season will be similar to last year around most Puget Sound. Some areas will, with continued low abundance will see limited seasons or remain closed here to promote Dungeness population recovery. Here is the drill. Marine areas 4, 5, 6, 8, and 9 open July 1st through September 5th. Thursday through Mondays, Marine Area 7 South will wait until uh, July 14th, but will be open through through September 30th, Thursday through Mondays. The changes are Marine Area 10, which is open July 3rd through the 5th, Sundays and Mondays only, and Marine Area 11 open July 3rd through August 30th, Sundays and Mondays only. Marine Area 12 north of AOC will open up July 1st through September 5th, Thursday through Monday only. The daily limit with, for Dungeness is 5 crab, males only in hard shell condition, with a minimum width of 6.1 quarter inches. Summer, se- summer seasons for the upcoming fishery are also posted on wdfw.wa.gov. It's go time for saltwater anglers in central Puget Sound this morning as Marine Area 10 kicks off the summer action with its resident co-host salmon season. 
While these coho won't be confused with our fall silvers, averaging only a couple of pounds, but they are feisty salmon and will give you a good fight on light gear. Try orange or red label herring behind a new silver horde herring aid dodger or just a cut plug. The key is a super tight, super fast drill bit type spin. No downriggers is really no problem. Use two ounces of lead with 50 feet of line out, an 8 to 12 pound leader with a 15 pound main line between the sinker and the dodger if you're using one. Try Gamagatsu barbless hooks in red size 2 aught on the front hook and 1 aught on the trailing hook. The MA Coho season is a great warm-up for you and your boat to be fish-ready for a busy salmon summer. Boaters needed for salmon for soldiers. The Salmon for Soldiers Veteran Fishing Program is looking for qualified boaters to take vets out for their big fishing event, Day of Honor, on September 17th. The event will be held in the Port of Everett, right in the heart of the Silver Run of Puget Sound. If you've got experience fishing on the Sound and wish to share it with some great veterans, log on to SalmonForSoldiers.com, send an email with your information, and we hope to see you there. If you're a football fan who's also a fisherman, this may well be the perfect event for you. Introducing the first annual Dog Derby at the Port of Everett on Saturday, July 16th, the Dog Derby is sure to be one of the most unique fundraising events in the Northwest. This Hatchery Chinook Tournament pairs current University of Washington football players with participating guests in a one-day salmon fishing tournament, which includes a skippered boat, fishing gear, breakfast, lunch, fishing, event hoodies, official weigh-in ceremonies, and much more. The event is limited to 20 boats, so hurry over to huskyfootballnil.com and get registered and get in the game. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, battery, shock struts, and more at leschwab.com. Just let's just let this breathe a little bit. Right. <laughs> Bow down to Washington. All right, we're going to bounce out of here for a quick break. Come right back at you with Matt Chandler of Get Hook Northwest. Look, challenging river conditions. Be right back here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, seven ten, and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here in Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. So one of the coolest things about doing the show is we get to really meet some great sticks. Yep. And our next guest has become a, a trusted source for us, not just in Puget Sound, but but also down at Bowie 10. You know, and, and on the Skykomish River as well. You, you've, you've been on the boat with them a couple of times. Matt Chandler, GetHookNorthwest.com. Welcome to the show, Matt. How are you? How are you, buddy? Morning, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. How's it going out there? You are uh, you are probably on the Skykomish dragging some eggs I around. I am. I'm I guessing. am floating right down the river right now as we speak, hoping to catch one. So free drifting, you were mentioning you were scraping some eggs off the side of the boat the other day, right? <laughs> and and the and the cool thing yeah. about the cool thing about this technique is those Skykomish kings are 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 kind of notorious little egg cluster biters, but so are the summer Chinook. So so give us give us a picture of what, what the opportunities you're getting. How you know how many shots at a Chinook you get in a day and, and, and how many how many summer steely bites you get. So I've been I've been using I've been targeting the kings a little bit more, um, you know, using eggs, you know, for 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 Chinook, and specifically in targeting that water um, that Chinook are in the the, the deeper slots and and um, you know the 
a little bit <clears throat> heavier water, um, whereas the steelhead are you know more on the soft edges. And with all this high water we've had, the fish have kind of been everywhere. And we've been we've been hooking more kings than, than steelhead, you know, anywhere from two to four chances a day, and a few steelhead mixed in. And you know, the water's been big this year, you know, which is good. We've had a lot of water, which you guys, you know, you guys like that. Once that thing gets a little too skinny. Uh, it'll push you guys right off of there with your with your big sleds. But talk a little right. bit about how how have you, you know, been catching these kings in this higher water, these big water conditions? Are you having to fish differently to slow down that presentation? What are you doing? Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to fish the softest deep water that I can, and I've I've sized up on my bait clusters, sized up on my on my corkies, and really tried to you know get that presentation bigger so those fish can see it and, and um, try to just fish everywhere because that's where they've been. The fish have literally been everywhere. You know, sometimes they're in three feet of water. Sometimes they're in 10 feet of water and um, just having to change it up. And and so the the part of it to somebody that doesn't fish rivers all the time that, that's counterintuitive is the fact that you have high water, you have low water temperatures. And and, yeah. and and these these animals are poikilothermic. They're the exact same temperature as the, as their environment, and so this is not the optimum temperature range for activity for either chinook or coho, and and that lack of activity sometimes translate in, in into a few less bites a day too. So you're you are having to kind of write your own book because Matt, I have never seen a July, excuse me, a June in my life that looked more like March and had water flows similar to like a late winter steelhead season. Exactly. And, and you said it, and we talked about it before, consistently inconsistent and the water temps have just made it a challenge to get those fish to bite. And I fully believe that there's, there's, you know, fish around and they've just been finicky because that water temp has just not been, you know, what it normally is this time of year. And it's been a little bit harder to get them to get them to play. But man, when you get them, the, some of these oh, fish yeah, we're man. seeing yeah. are just gorgeous, big, yep. fat, chrome, bright, beautiful healthy. chinook. Man, healthy, very healthy. The steelhead that that are being caught also, um, you know, really nice. We got one yesterday that was probably pushing nine pounds, a hen. You know, beautiful fish. Yeah. So what? So you know, you're going to run your season there on the Sky Comish, and then what's next for you? Because you you don't just fish the rivers uh you also do some some fishing out on the salt yeah so i'm gonna stick it out here you know until until the opener for puget sound uh on the 14th and you know we're gonna be able to fish here because we're gonna have snow melt mm-hmm. and so we'll be able to fish here you know into into july uh more than you know some years and and then i'm gonna hit, hit puget sound for the for the opener for kings and and um i'll be i'll be out there fishing fishing with you guys and with what you've seen on the Sky Comish with the Chinook that you have handled, these are some well-fed critters, dude. They're the, they the, are. the groceries have been good out in the ocean. You got to be. You got to. So so what what's your read? I mean, to me, I think we're going to see some above-average Chinook this year. I, I absolutely agree, and I, I sent Joey a picture the other day of, of this beautiful specimen wild Chinook that we caught that was you know twenty-five pounds, and it was. You know, just just sign that these fish are healthy. Yeah, and 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 well fed. Yeah, exactly. And and so when this kicks off, I mean, obviously, 
you know, with today being the Nia Bay opener, and we're going to get a further data point when uh, when CQ and um, and 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 the East uh, East Straits open up at Marine Area Six. So you know, on July first, five and six open up, and and I I mean, my eyes are going to be absolutely glued to what's going on there. I'm going to miss that opener this year, but but uh, we'll be we'll be after there shortly. But yeah, I I'm with you. I think when we see that July 14 opener, which it it's 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 kind of an unusual situation. It's, it's kind of a horrible relief that the season came this way because it's two days earlier, but we're getting a, 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 a series of three day openers, right? Yeah. So, so that, that part of it's going to be challenging, but uh, it, it, it does not dampen my enthusiasm for this, for this fishery. I haven't even looked at the tides yet, but Matt, I, I look forward to having you out there, man. Cause again, you're a source of information and, and uh, we'll definitely working together on this fishery. So, if you are targeting Marine Area Nine on that opener, what what are some of your thoughts with with where you're gonna st- you're gonna stage your ops? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start out at Pilot Point is where I'm gonna go. Gotcha. And work. I like Point No Point. It's a favorite of mine. And if I don't, you know, get them there, I'm gonna head over and check out possession. Well, if I'm not mistaken, we have some fairly large minus tides for for those yep. three days. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna rip minus three footers. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. absolutely rip. Hey, hey, Matt, with all your experience you know, and knowledge, and that pilot point, you know, maybe be able to hide over there a little bit and get out of some of that that heavy push. With all your experience and knowledge um, on the Sky Comish, talking to a bank maggot like me, if I want to go out there and I want to fish, you know, that Monroe Sultan area, what? Give me a couple spots where guys can go and, and maybe get a Chinook off the bank. So you've got you've got down below uh, Lewis, you can go right to the Lewis Street Launch and fish there, and then also you can go down below there um, to the penitentiary hole, and then also you've got some opportunity, you know, up by Sultan, and um, you know you can fish right out of right out of Sultan, nice right from the bank right there, and then go over to the Cracker Bar. Now back in my day, we called it a reformatory hole. Okay. So did I. <laughs> yeah, that's what we always called it. Han- Hanson's bar. Yeah, Hanson's um, bar, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where they got yep. llamas now and all that yeah, kind of stuff. The llama, the llama bar. Yeah, there's actually not a you know open bar. <laughs> so, that, and that's the first place I I ever caught a steelhead from the bank was across from Lewis Street on down. You used to like walk yep. across a bridge mm-hmm. and you walk on down, and, and I'll never forget that day, man. I mean, finally getting a steelhead off the bank. And then the cool thing was you could park at the lower end of that Lewis Street and just walk down to the reformatory. Yeah. And, and we used to do that just, you know, constantly, right? And and there was a, there's a really unique water in there with a bunch of boulder structure there. That reef is probably still kind of there off off that reformatory hole. But that middle, that, that middle Skycomish... As as much as we targeted steelhead there, it's pretty textbook Chinook water too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, it sure it sure is. So so when I say that, what 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 do you what does what do you picture? Because uh, you know the to me those 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 Chinook, they don't want the riffles. They don't really want the tail outs. They're in the body of those nope. holes. Yep, they <laughs> they they want that that deeper that deeper water. Um, you know, that's, that's in between some structure and guys can, you know, plunk or throw some gear, throw some bobber and, um, target that, target that soft, you know, those soft deep holes. So from the bank then specifically, would, would you counsel guys to, to pitch jigs under a bobber or are you floating some eggs down these, down these slow holes with, 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 I would definitely, with you know, float some eggs in there gotcha. and, um, 
don't, you know, don't be shy from putting some decent sizes on there, but they don't have to be too big. That way, you know, you could get lucky and get a steelhead as well. Yeah, I think, you know, from the bank, I would probably be setting up on a spot where I had a little bit of water to work and, and just bobber dog it. Yep. And you don't be afraid to just throw a bait and a weight. Free drift it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and here's the deal. When, when, when you're in Rome, you got to kind of do what, you know, do what the Romans do, right? Yeah. And so if everybody yeah. is, is, is drifting through there, you know, fine. But don't you ever get just a little bit tempted to back a bait diver down these holes, dude? <laughs> I, I, I mean, especially, especially in these water conditions, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I mean, sometimes Chinook in a river want it stopped. And I mean stopped. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can slow down your presentation, but think of what you're doing when you're slowing down your presentation, right? You're, uh-oh, that's what he's doing. He slow, see, he just hit yep. the throttle on the kicker right there. That's, that's a <laughs> Yamaha. That, that's, Yam- that, that's a Yamaha 99 right there. Okay. So it, anyway, when, when you, when you slow down your presentation, especially in a, in a situation where you have challenged visibility, Matt, doesn't that make your gear more available to these Chinook? Yes, absolutely. Got it exactly. I think a little bit of, you know, the fishing has been, like Matt said, consistently inconsistent, but with the high water and then the dropping water, a lot of the runs are still pretty quick. So you're, you're, you can only slow down so much when you're side drifting, right? Yeah. And your stuff's cooking by them. So there's certain pieces of water that are perfect to fish and there's not that many yet. As this thing continues to drop, a lot of these runs are going to slow down just to that. It's going to be perfect, and that way you can, you'll be able to put it right in front of their face and slow it down enough that they're going to grab it. Yep. All right, Matt. Well, well I'll tell you what, buddy. We, we look forward to of, uh, getting some more reports from you, and uh, when, uh, when that Puget Sound season cracks open, buddy, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping in touch. Uh, we'll, we're going to click the network on yeah no doubt man matt chandler get hooked nw.com thank you for your time this morning partner we'll talk to you soon i think we lost him. yeah I think all right did. man yeah well it's it's tough man he's running he's running a boat running a trip and doing doing an interview all at the same time so i just appreciate him jumping on this this morning all right coming up next the hottest report we heard all this week and the techniques you need to succeed it's roy robinson rvs really where and it's next here in the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app no way you gotta be kidding me really where it's coming back from the island of in the lady where'd you get him man Hey man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the Northwest. That's Roy Robinson's all-new RV Center. Up at Smoky Point, check it out. You're going to find a complete selection of the Winnebago Class A, Class B, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toy haulers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more, including the all-new interactive RV shop shopping tool, How Much Can I Tow? You want an RV to tow your boat? They're going to tell you how. Row Robinson RV Center, rowrobinsonrv.com. All right, go. Go, Joe. Go, go. What do you La got? Push. Nia Bay. Yeah. Coastal I, Salmon I, opener. I love La Push, man. And, and I, you know, and... Um, 
You know, they got that they got the the bubble out there this year too, mm-hmm. which is that later season. And I you think. and Brock did that and like a couple, what, couple, couple years, years ago. It was a ball. Yeah. Had a blast. Got some big shit. And then they're starting to show some color by then. But 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 La Push is kind of one of the most underutilized coastal ports. And and it's it's no tougher to get to get to La Push than Nia Bay and, and you can still run out of Umatilla Reef and all that kind of stuff. It's so cool. And and uh, but yeah, I, I tell you what though, you, there is a bunch of opportunity here in the Sound. Obviously, this week you you just had the the, the you are you're actually going to go do the resident coho program yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll fish with our buddy Chris Sherwood tomorrow. We'll be out there. We'll be following uh, Captain Nick. We'll be the boat right behind <laughs> Kester, like yes. so close that he's just I can see his grumpy. Just another Yamaha powered Duckworth. Out yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but M A ten coho fishing. I mean, great way. Like you said, get out there and. Yeah. Get all the bugs worked out and catch some of those. I've I have yet to eat one of those little dudes, so I'm pretty excited. Nick said they're amazing, dude. They're krill powered yeah. little suckers. I mean, doggone it! I um, got pictures rolling in here from the Skagit. Oh, uh, my buddy that's Sean. A, that's with a beautiful anchor, dude. It is. That looks like a twenty four, twenty pluser for yeah, sure. Twenty three, twenty four um, pounds. The sky. We just had Matt Chandler on. The sky's got plenty of fish in it. Um, I love this time of year when the, the network starts to get powered up and my phone is just blowing up all day. And, and thanks to all those guys out there, even a bunch of our listeners, um, you know, help out all the time and send me tips. And, yeah. uh, it's just nice to be able to talk to everybody and share information. And that's what it's all about, man. Yep. That's what it's all about. I mean, we do, we do not keep a lot of secrets for sure. And one of the secrets I'm, I'm not definitely not going to keep is Thursday, the 23rd from nine to one. We got a Marine Area 8 shrimp opportunity. Probably the last time to drop shrimp pots. And we got the ringer. We're bringing Bob Buchanan with yeah. us to get a bubba on a boat, man, <laughs> you know. So uh, we get we get our uh, we get our Duckworth back. Actually, right after the show, um, we're going to pop out. And, and a gentleman um, has a brand new 30 Duckworth in the Elliott Bay Marina. And so we're going to. We're going to go out and make a new Helmmaster. Helmmaster. First time there. to get it kind of. Yeah, Ray Marine Electronics, the new Yamaha Helmmaster system. And uh, I, I did be my first time getting, getting my hands on a joystick. And so uh, you know, he's, he's going to expect us to know how to run the boat. We're going to be learning right yeah. along well, with him. We're just going to so, be going in circles. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're going to be. Yeah, so one, one hot lap around the toilet bowl today around Elliott Bay. It's going to be a lot of fun, no question about it. So one of the, one, one of the great aspects. To, to fishing is the family aspect of it. And it is a family friendly activity and you got to bring some fish home. So we, uh, we just got back, Matthew and I just got back from, uh, from, from Paragon Lodge. And, uh, that was, so we, we, prior to this, Matt, the, the, the helicopter drill had us uh, going into the floating lodges. So Peregrine is a land-based lodge. And judging by the fact that you, you were chasing the deer around on the lawn, trying to feed them. What, what do you think of that place? I really liked it. You know, the floating lodge was really cool, but being able to step off the dock and actually touch grass yeah. during your trip <laughs> felt really nice. Because, you know, when you're on a floating lodge, I mean, you're not on solid ground for a couple of days. Yeah. And we had unbelievable weather. I, I mean, you've never seen the waters so flat around Queen Charlotte's before. That first day, it was like we were on a lake. It didn't feel at all like the open ocean. It was crazy. And so looking across Dixon Interest, you see the southern tip of Doll Island and it's, and it's Cape Muzon. And and so that's southeast Alaska, right? Yeah, for sure. And you could you could reach out and touch it, man. Oh, it was just geez. amazing. But and closest it's been, I've ever been to Alaska. Yeah. Well, we're gonna fix that next year. <laughs> and the, the lodge is just killer. So amazing. Yeah. It's it just looks like it. It feels like 
a five star hotel in the middle of the wilderness. It's crazy what they've built there. And 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 the the helicopter pad is right between the actual lodge and where the float where the boats are. So there's a long walkway down to the boat. And if you if you follow the outdoor line on on Instagram, you see the picture I posted of that. But it, but and then there's where they the the dock where they keep the boats. There's also a bar out there. At the man. very end. Oh, the I've, very I've end is just awesome. So so while the guides are weighing your fish and because they they clean them all. That's that's another cool. Oh, thing. that's my favorite part of these places. <laughs> because normally when we're done fishing for the day, it's me waiting on the dock for about an hour for the boat to get cleaned and for the fish to get cleaned and for dad to take his thirty pictures of every single fish. But here, you take a few fish pictures, and you're back up to your room. It's well, so great. Or back to the bar. Yeah. Well, either way. Obviously. It's, it's, and they take such great care of there, too. The staff is amazing. So next year, we're going to be doing it on Father's Day weekend, um, and, and, and they're killing them up there right now. So uh, Larry Carpenter, his brother Dick, got a, got a 32-pounder uh, yesterday, and the weather's just continued flat. But the other thing is, at, at the other lodge we went to, they had little aluminum boats, which were fine and good to fish out of. But dude, when it got rough, you got killed. Yeah, you get beat these. Up. These are, are are fiberglass boats, mostly of of Canadian manufacturer. But the northern end of that island is so much calmer. So the boating experience itself, yeah, was great. A lot easier on you, and they had a lot more variety of boat too. Like you could pick a different boat that best matched like what you wanted to do that day, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. At and the old lodge, I think there were two different kinds, but here there were several. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a great experience. And, and again, thanks to all the listeners that came up on the listener trip. It was, it, it's just so cool to be able to spend some time with folks that take some time out of their day and, and listen to our show. And, and, you know, obviously the border was closed to Canada. We couldn't do it the last couple of years. And so a lot of these folks put their deposit in and then here comes here, you know, here comes border closures and all this, all this junk and, and couldn't come, you know? And, and so to, for everybody to kind of keep their powder dry was, was, was great, but they were rewarded with some f- amazing fishing. How about that little halibut we caught that had a big halibut coming up behind him, the one to eat him. I couldn't believe that. I've never seen something like that out on the water. It was insane. I didn't realize they were cannibalistic. Uh, yeah, complete. Complete predators. Complete predators. Eating and their own babies. So uh, we saw killer whale. Yeah, that was really cool. We swam right by the boat. We saw humpback whales. Yeah. Which, you know, and, and there were, at one point, they were kind of poking their noses up and doing the bubble feeding deal. But they were inside of us and outside of us. It's amazing. So we went west and we could, we could see that island in the distance, which is Langara. Which is you know, which is not another amazing destination fishing lodge, and while you're out there, each one of the lodges out there, there's there's a couple of them has different turnover days, and so, you know, one day we see helicopters heading out to Langara. Well, that's their turnover day, right? And 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 so Helijet services all these lodges, but so the, one of the coolest things too was you could tell it was the, the the helicopter pilot's last rotation of the day, and he did this Tie Fighter bat turn coming into the airport at Masset. I think he just wanted to show off a little bit, but did. I was glad we were on that helicopter. Oh, no doubt, man, because he pulled some G's coming into there. So, you know, anytime there's a helicopter ride involved oh, with, involved with that, the lodge and just, dude, it was so that, much fun. Matt, for me, I've only I've done it one time, not, not um, the same lodge, but I've done the helicopter thing one time, and I was like, okay, 
I'm good. Like just the helicopter ride alone was so much fun and you just get to see so much. You just such oh. it adds so much to the experience. We saw two different black bear coming in. Yeah. Because they're they're on, you know, they're they're there were a couple on the on these little crick deltas. Because when you you come in, you make the turnover at, at Peregrine Lodge, it's the afternoon and that's bears activity is kind of an afternoon yeah. program. Yeah. Right? Yep. So just just insane. And then the deer running across the lawn the whole time is you know, go go check Matt, out. I'm gonna when you go next year, I'll send you up there with this stuff called wet cob, and so it's like what they oh. feed horses. You just take a small Ziploc bag. You'll get a few. That They'll come a, eat it right out of your hand. I That's, promise you. Well, Matt knows what wet cob is because when we lived back in Lake Stevens, we used to have yeah, go- goats. We had yeah, goats. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. I'm well familiar. <laughs> Matt will have it. Matt will have like forty pounds of wet cob <laughs> in his backpack. <laughs> That's no doubt, man. So much fun, and we brought back a pile of fish too. And, and everybody that came on the trip did. It's just so much fun. Uh, looking forward to this week. Of course, we get our boat back from uh, from Southeast Alaska, we'll picking up at, at Linden Marine Transport here in town. Then uh, I got some work to do to her, but I mean, here comes our season, Joey, and we look forward to this all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, and and now we're getting. You know, more and more little Puget Sound opportunities popping up, and you know, friends coming into town for uh, for that for that crab opener, which is going to be on July first next week. We're definitely going to uh, going to dig into that crab opener, and uh, because uh, again, if you, you you don't get to experience this fishery, you know, as much as we used to, right? And and so come July first, a lot of people will not have had any shellfish gear in the water since last Labor Day, right? So, so we're going to do a definite technique refresher. Do yourself a favor and, and look at some of the new gear that's available, particularly that, that Bomac crustacean coiler. Yep. That yep. is a game changer with regard to line organization and safety on board the boat because you never go crabbing alone, right? And in your boat, you don't, you don't want to have a bunch of coils lying around when you got kids or other folks running around. I mean... You know, it just takes one pot going overboard with a loop around your foot to realize, hey, this this isn't cool, right? Yeah, I was down at um, Holiday checking in there with the guys, and guys were grabbing those things and going out of the store. Then I was standing back there. They have a little freezer back there now with my our crab bait in it, you know. And um, so I was talking to folks, and it's they're pretty easy to sell. It's like they're like, hey, do you go? You know, you really think these things work? I'm like, dude, they're so awesome. It, at the end of the season. You just put your stuff away, and it's right there, and it's, it's all not, coiled it's, up. And, it, and then on the boat, it just makes everything so much faster and more efficient. Look, the first drop of the year with your crab gear is a nightmare. Is a mess. It's a nightmare. So, and, and I used to, you know, and, and if you look back to the outdoor line, you see some blogs that I wrote years ago about coiling your lines up and throwing it in the crab pots. Okay, well, what happens then? Well, you take it, take them out of the truck, and if they're round pots, you roll them. Well, guess what? That's just a That's mix, mix master. And so the first drop of the year with shrimp gear, with crab gear, is an untangling, ungangly mess, right? We'll have our gear in the water faster than, you know, we ever did before. This this July, our pots will be splashed and in the water. We'll have them out of the boat, and, you know, all four pots will be soaking in the water within 15 minutes. We'll be done. Dude, I'm already gonna make, I'm already making bait bags. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, I can't wait because we have well, we got the Palcoa family coming in, and you've never seen Polynesian crab pounders like these guys. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I tell you it, what. Well, and and us too. I haven't eaten crab now, you know, especially fresh hot crab. 
And it's just, oh, it's part of summer. I mean, it's one of the reasons that, that we live and love the Pacific Northwest is, is crab and salmon and the opportunity to eat this healthy food and share it with friends and just the act of going and getting it. I mean, it's what, it's what fuels us. I love crab. It's, I've been thinking about it for like months, just like, I want to go get crab. I need some crab. I need to feed Kathy some shrimp because she gets sick of crab. And, you know, I've told this story before, but it bears repeating. It's, you know, we Fourth of July weekend and, and you get crab gear in on the first. And of course, well, we're going to have crab for dinner that night. And then, you know, the next day, hey, let's, let's go crab omelets, right? Okay. Well, we got to pick the crab gear because it's, it's, so, it's soaking in. Go out and pick the crab gear. And so you're having crab for lunch. And I start pulling the crab out for dinner. And Kathy goes, stop, stop. stop. We have had crab for four meals in a row. And I'm like, what's your point? <laughs> I, well, uh, listen, I'll wear Callie out too, but I can eat it every I, day. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. and I just know at this point, it's like, okay, maybe I don't really want crab tonight, but, but I'm going to eat it anyway, eat because it. we're not going to get to eat it all year long. And I'm yeah. going to eat as much as of as, as I can before the season's over. Yeah. And and the salmon smoker is going to be smoking shortly. So no question about it. If you missed any of the show, jump on seattlesports.com uh, get, uh, or mynorthwest.com, find podcasts. Theoutdoorline.com will have the podcast too. Uh, download that Apple uh, podcast app. You get it there too. Give us a follow on social media at Joey Pyburn, at Rob Ensley, or at The Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Matt Nelson behind the glass, for Rob Ensley up in southeast Alaska, Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.